On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, a pair of Southern Alberta Little League teams represent our country on the world stage. Welcome to episode 53 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. I hate to say it, but the leaves are starting to change color and the kids are heading back to school. And that only means one thing. Alberta's baseball season is unfortunately winding down. When the weather has been good, though, we've been treated to some amazing action at all levels. Congratulations to all of the players, coaches, staffs, parents, volunteers, and the many others who made it such a memorable summer. For this episode, we wanted to shed some light on a couple of younger teams that not only did their communities proud, but their whole country. Two Alberta squads went all the way to win national championships and represented Canada at their respective Little League World Series events. We'll start things off in Medicine Hat, where the AAA All-Stars punched their ticket to Taylor, Michigan and the Junior Little League World Series. While they did end up losing 4-0 to Puerto Rico and 10-1 to Latin America, there were plenty of memories made. We caught up with Coach Dean Harrison this week to talk about their season, walking off Quebec in the national final, and that stateside trip of a lifetime. Dean, thanks so much for your time and welcome to the podcast. Oh, no problem. Let's talk about right from the very beginning. And did you know that you had a team that was capable of going as far as it did? Uh, you know, it, it was funny because the Little League ages have changed over the last couple of years. And this was the final year of of those changes being put into place. So this tournament I knew uh, this year at Nationals was going to be the youngest group that was ever there. Just how the birth dates had changed and everything for mm-hmm. Little League. So when we when we built the team, we had all fourteen year olds. Uh, we, we decided mess that we would have fourteen year olds for junior, and we would keep all the thirteen year olds at the intermediate age. So I knew we'd have an experienced team, old team, and uh, you know we we kind of put the team together, and right away, me and the coaches, we decided, you know what, we're going to teach these kids the right way to play so that it helps them in the future, uh, and. You know, our defense just came around like crazy. Our defense was what got us through most of our games this year. And, and we knew if we could play solid defense and teach the boys how to play the game the right way and, and do the right things on the diamond, that, you know, we have as good a chance as anybody. When you look back on the season, was there a turning point where you went from we're going through, so I don't, I don't want to call it you're going through the motions, but at the same time you go from sort of the rigmarole of a season to, okay, maybe we've got something here. There's something something to this team that feels more special than maybe the last couple. Yeah, you know, we we did have a game where we were in Kalispell for, for their firecracker tournament this year. And we kind of had a strange year because a couple of our tournaments got canceled due to weather. The whole tournament, not just the game, but the mm-hmm. whole tournament. So, um we were down in Kalispell playing in a tournament, and we happened to come up against the Calgary Longhorns, actually. And they're a pretty solid club, and we were able to battle with them inning after inning, and it was a really good baseball game, and uh, they ended up getting a run in the last inning to beat us by one run. But our kids really stepped up, and they really showed us that, you know what, you guys can play and when you play to your potential, you guys are as good as anybody. So that game, I know the other coaches said the same thing. That game proved to us 
that those kids can play. And we kind of put it back on the players. Okay, you showed us that now. Now we're going to keep you to those expectations for the rest of the way. And that kind of springboarded us going uh, into the provincials and into the nationals. So you go through provincials, you go to nationals, and, and you guys did, it's not like you guys cakewalked all the way through. I mean, even in nationals, I think you guys were, what, two and two or three and three right off the bat. Like, it wasn't an easy task to get to where you were in a position where you could even get to a Canadian final. No, exactly. We we started off the national tournament and we won our first two and the guys were all feeling good about themselves. And then we kind of hit a brick wall and we lost the next two. And one of them we lost pretty badly the uh, Ontario 10 run us in five innings so we weren't feeling very confident about our game and then we come back come back with a game against Quebec and I think this was another turning point in that tournament Quebec was the the powerhouse there no doubt uh you know Mirabelle at uh, the Diamond Academy there and they are they got some top-notch players mm-hmm. and we ended up we were we were really rolling in that game we put up an eight-run inning on them and and our kids had lots of confidence, but then them being a solid team, they just kept chipping away and chipping away and chipping away, and they ended up beating us 11-10. But like we told the boys, okay, you've kind of dented their armor now. You, you've proved to them that they're not going to cakewalk everybody here. You guys showed them you can you can put up some numbers with them. So even though we lost that game, and we actually went to two wins and three losses after that game, the, the boys kind of felt a little better about their game, knowing they took the best team supposedly the best team there, mm-hmm. uh, right to the end. And so when that after that game, we were in a must-win situation for the rest of the tournament. We had to win or we were done. It's funny how we talk a little bit about resilience that way. At the same time, facing those opponents who you think are the big dogs at the tournament, and you have a game like that, all of a sudden you kind of learn a few things about them and you're able to use that to your advantage. And it sounds like your boys kind of figured that one out. Exactly. That's exactly what we told them, you know. They're fourteen-year-old kids too, you know. And even though they may be, they're bigger, stronger. They 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 uh, they've come here and really proven that they're a top team. You guys put a little scare in them, you know. You you guys pushed them right to the end in that game. So let's take that and and start playing like that for the rest of this tournament. And uh, yeah, you know, confidence is huge for a fourteen-year-old kid. You know, mm. you, you start getting some hits and playing some good defense. Uh, you know, who knows what can happen on a, on a ball field, you know, with that, that age group. Talk a little about actually winning that title and realizing, hey, all of a sudden you get to turn around and go down south and kind of soak in the very first Medicine Hat victory and first Medicine Hat team to go down to play in the Junior Little League World Series. Yeah, so, you know, the final game we're we're kind of plugging along there against the Atlantic team and... You know, we just started rolling. We put up two, then we put up another two the next inning, then another two, then another two, then another two. And we're up, I think we're up 10, 10 to two in the final inning. And I'm looking around the dugout and I, the boys are excited. You can tell, you know, we're not going to let this team get eight runs in one inning on us. So it started to build a little bit. And there lots of fans in Lethbridge from Medicine Hat there. And the place was kind of jumping. And it was pretty surreal to when that final out happened, especially for myself, who's been there before and never got past a semifinal game there so when that when that last out happened you know it was it was really really exciting and and then it hits you okay now we're wow we just did it we're 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 gonna go to a little league world series we're gonna go somewhere where nobody else has been for medicine hat and so 
then it, 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 your head starts spinning. You're like, wow, uh, this is going to be something special. Talk a little bit about the, the prep work. And because you've never been there before, how do you actually get ready and not only yourself, but also tell the guys, oh, by the way, try to soak this all in too? Well, that was it. You know, we come back to Medicine Hat. Uh, Monday was the holiday. And uh, so we there's a, there's lots of paperwork now that has to go into this. We had to have a parent meeting. And we had to get all this paperwork in order. And we had to get the flights and the accommodations and everything sorted out with Lily Canada and all that stuff. So lots of stuff had to go into that, that four or five days before we were actually going to leave. And, you know, you're, you're wanting to get some practice in, but you're almost, you're almost realizing there's probably no way we're going to get that. Uh, We actually got taken out for supper by the Methant Little League and the district, you know, the kids are signing baseballs there. Uh, we had a barbecue fundraiser one night where uh, a bunch of people got to come and meet the boys and media's going crazy and, and you're just trying to get everything in order in, in those four days to get everything set so that you can have a smooth trip down there. Uh, yeah, it was a whirlwind week. It, it, it kind of, right now I'm looking back and it was just a blur. And like I said, we, we're just trying to get the boys into a mindset, okay, I know you're getting treated like rock stars in our little city here, but... Uh, you know, we're, we're still going down there for a reason and for a purpose. And obviously that purpose was to win and, and results notwithstanding. What was that time like in Taylor? It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. The people of Taylor, Michigan, uh, I can't say enough good things about them. The whole town is invested in that week. Uh, they do a ton of volunteer work there. Uh, you know, you see the, the 12-year-old tournament on TV and, it, it is a lot like the 12-year-old tournament, except it's it's more more down home. The the people have embraced it, and they they're the ones who run it. Even though you know it, it's still televised by ESPN and everything, you can tell it's just uh they've been ha- doing it there since 1981, and it's generation after generation of people are are the volunteers. The whole town comes out and supports it, and and, and they do all the work behind the scenes, and it's quite something to see. Did you manage at any point during the course of that tournament take a moment to kind of soak it in for yourself? I know that's the message when you go to a tournament like that and you're trying to tell your players to do that, but did you manage to take that moment as well? Yeah, you know, when we first got down there, uh, we, we arrived at the hotel where they house all the, the athletes, and, and then we took a bus over to a barbecue before anything even starts. And the field's sitting there, and the cameras are there, and Everything's just waiting to get going. And they let all the boys and everybody involved, you just get to walk around the whole field and the whole grounds where they have it. And that really, that really hit us then. When you're, when you're walking around the field and you're looking at all the flags from all the places that have been here and, and you go up into the booth and they actually got a little Hall of Fame room in behind the, the scorekeeper's booth where they got all the jerseys from past years and they got baseballs from some MLB guys who have played there and they got all the programs from past years and it's just phenomenal. And that's when it really hit me. Wow. We are here. We are, we are actually at a world series and uh, you know, you kind of reflect on all the kids you've coached and, and holy, wouldn't it be nice if, all the kids could come here and experience this and, and just walking around the field and, and taking pictures and before it even started. And, and that was kind of it for me, you know, just to see the diamond and, and see all the people that are, like I said, so invested in, in 
making this such a great experience for the kids. Was there a message that you tried to stick to through the course of that week in Taylor for the guys to be able to to kind of get it down back to, oh, yeah, it is just a baseball game at the end of the day? Right, and that was it. You know, we we kind of preached to them, this is very special. Soak it in and appreciate what's going on here. Sure, we're going to play a baseball game. At the end of the day, there's 12 teams from around the world. You know, go meet some kids. Go meet some other people. See what. Come and watch some of the other games and watch how they play baseball and see what the differences are and see what the similarities are. But soak it in. Take the whole thing in. And hopefully in 10, 15, 20 years, you're going to look back at it as a real positive no matter what happened on the field. What was your favorite part of going down there? I think my favorite part is, is watching all the kids from all over, uh, how they interact during the games, after the games, and even after the team started to get eliminated as the week went on, just to see kind of how their, their demeanor changed. You know, when everybody was still in it, uh, no wins, no losses yet. You know, people are pretty tight-lipped and not really uh, mingling amongst each other. As we started playing and as we started to, to see the other teams around the hotel, yeah, the, the kids just started to to gravitate towards each other as they will. And, and you know, the pool was loaded with kids all the time. And, and it, it was nice to see that all these kids from around the world were, were just meshing and, and talking as, as best they could to each other. And, and at, the, at the very end, when it was all said and done, the last couple nights uh, were phenomenal to see. Kids were trading jerseys and trading shirts and, and gloves and hats, and it was amazing. Talk about the memorabilia aspect of it, because I know pin trading is a pretty big deal, but even beyond that, is there's a lot of things that the kids are going to be able to, to look back on because of the memorabilia and some of the collectibles that they managed to, uh, to gather over the week. Yeah, so like you said, the pins is a huge thing down there. Uh, we had a couple hundred Baseball Canada pins for us, Little League Canada stuff, and and uh, some hat pins. But we, I was not ready for the pin stuff. You've got kids, you've got kids four and five years old from Taylor, Michigan, running up to you because you have a, a uniform on that says Team Canada, and they're just, can I have a pin? Can I have a pin? Can I have a pin? Not just the players and the other teams. The, the, everybody wants the pins. It, it was amazing. We were not ready for that. Um, but in terms of the other things, you know, there's there's lots of stuff. Uh, as soon as they know the teams that are there, the memorabilia tent has lots of stuff that said Medicine Hat on it. That was pretty neat for the kids to see and for the parents especially. Uh, and, and everything, Team Canada, that stuff sold out right away. Uh, and, and all the other stuff, you know, that, that tent where they, they sold the souvenirs was, was a phenomenal place for the whole week. You know, people are picking up everything and anything that says Little League World Series 2019 on it. That's got to be an unreal feeling to know you are a part of it. And so I'm always curious asking this question of whether it's players or coaches is what does it mean to you to have been able to, uh, I'll use the hockey term, but wear the maple leaf on your jersey and to be uh, representing not only your country and not only your province, but your city as well. You know, that it, it's fantastic. And that's another spectacular moment when, when you go into the room where they, they start handing out the uniforms and, the kids start going down the line and when they actually get to the jersey and they start sizing the kids for the jersey. And, you know, 
are a hockey nation and every year at the world junior time you know my family we watch that pretty religiously and all those kids talk about the same thing wearing that maple leaf and wearing that that jersey that says Canada on it uh for these 14 year olds it was no different even though it's baseball boy when they got that jersey held up against them that said Canada and they got to try it on and get their their pictures taken for for the ESPN there it was it was something special you know to see and I don't know if they fully realize it yet, and maybe again it might take a few years down the road, that they actually got to play for their country, and, and they got to have the Maple Leaf on and, and have a jersey that says Team Canada. It, it, it's pretty unique and pretty special, and especially for kids in this city that, that have never been there before. It's nice that we have that now, and hopefully there's going to be some younger kids see that and, and maybe push them into a little more baseball and to a little higher level of baseball here in the half. That's got to be a cool aspect of it. And that was going to be my final question was about, you know, the legacy that it kind of leaves behind randomly is that it allows people to look back and say, hey, we have a chance at doing this because that team back in 2019 did it themselves. And that's exactly what we're hoping. We're hoping that there's some kids right now who were 10 years old who saw this team do the things we did and will keep playing the summer ball for Little League and and realize that there is something at the end of it. You know, if you play that hard summer season and, and you know, you can get to a national championship and if things fall for you correctly, you're going to have the experience of a lifetime. And, and I hope the boys that we had this year can come back to our city and relay that message to some of their friends and, and some of the younger kids who play ball, who they, they'll meet. Because uh, I think that's really going to be a big push for us. Uh, a lot of people are talking, you know, in the last five years when the Blue Jays were doing good boy baseball in, in our community and I think all across Canada seems to jump. Uh, this could be a real good shot in the arm for us in, in our little community to, to get some kids back into baseball maybe and, and to, to pursue something like this and, and see if they can get to that level also. It was a phenomenal thing to watch you guys. Dean, congratulations on all that you guys accomplished this season and thanks so much for sharing some of your stories with us on the podcast today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Another squad that went to the States was the Lethbridge AAA Bisons. They too faced some early adversity on their way to winning regionals and nationals, then headed to Livermore, California for the Intermediate Little League World Series. There they lost 14-2 to Latin America, beat Europe, Africa 6-4, and lost 9-0 to Mexico. The experience was still something else for this team, including coach Denny Pushkar. Denny, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Of course. Of course. I'm glad I could take part. Let's uh, talk about the season that's been for you guys and start from the beginning. Did you get the feeling at all right off the hop that this was going to be a special team or did it take a little while for you to to really find your feet? Uh, You know what? I I think it took a little while. Um, Right off the hop, I felt like it was a good group of kids um, and got along really, really well. And you know what? That's it can't be understated how important that part is, right? Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, it didn't seem like there were any egos. Um, everyone, you know, even on a day-to-day practice basis, any, anybody would play catch with anybody. And, and having that cohesiveness was there early. And, and so that's important. It was an important first step, certainly. Um, you know, at, at Little League, in that 13-year-old level, you never, anything can happen. And we had... We had a couple of pieces in particular that I knew were game changers. So, you know, when you have those kinds of players available to you, you know, 
if things work out, you know you got a chance. So I, I knew there was a possibility, but certainly a lot of work had to go in. Was there a turning point through the course of the season that made it flip from, hey, this is a pretty good team to there's something here? Uh, oh, that's a good question. You know, we we had a couple of up and downs, actually. We had a really good tournament in, in Okotoks, our, our second weekend, where we played some really good Alberta baseball teams and, and did well, played really well. And then the following weekend, we had a really lousy weekend against Medicine Hat and who we knew that we would see in Prairies. And And I feel like that weekend more than anything, was a bit of a turning point in that it was, listen, fellas, we, we can't take anything for granted. We can be beat on any day. We've got to start playing the game the right way because we were getting kind of sloppy. And, and that negative weekend, I think, was probably the biggest turning point for us. As weird as it sounds, adversity can almost make you stronger, especially if it happens early on enough that you can learn something from it. So what do you think your squad learned from that experience of the up and down roller coaster of you know the the gameplay in just a couple of weeks yeah you know i i think it was it was to focus on on the little things as well right running out every base hit regardless of what happens um not being afraid to fail was a big big part of that we talked about it early with this group uh, you know, for instance, the the shallow fly ball, instead of letting it drop in front of you, go get it. Don't be afraid to, to lay out for that ball, for example, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think the kids really bought into that, and and they started making plays that, you know, the a few weeks earlier we wouldn't have made. And, you know, the conversations we had as a group kind of after that Medicine Hat weekend, I think they really, they really just bought in they kind of believed in what we were trying to preach to them and and it really to me it really turned the year around talk a little about the playoff run after you mentioned the westerns but obviously the canadians as well i mean those were had to have been uh, a couple of uh, super emotional tournaments but very rewarding at the same time very very i feel like we we certainly peaked at the right time um Going into our prairies, we hosted, fortunately, which was nice, right? You get to sleep in your own bed, and there certainly is benefit to that. Um, we knew Medicine Hat was tough. And, and to be honest, like they would have competed every bit as, we, as well as we did in, in Langley at National Sioux. They were a really strong team. Um, we, you know, we sat down as a coaching staff and, and discussed how we were going to attack them you know, going into prairies and and kind of game plan a little bit there, and it and it worked out. Our kids just performed fabulously in prairies. Our our game one against Medicine Hat was one of our best games of the entire season. We we just hit the ball like crazy. We had a an excellent pitching performance by Troy Glant, and it really that really set us up for our prairie tournament, and. You know, the rest of the way through, we we continued to play really well here, and and beating Medicine Hat in the final. You know, we we won seven nothing, but it was it was a much tighter game than that score would indicate. And our our uh, our ace Joe Joseph So, uh, I think he had a 16 strikeout game in that final game against Medicine Hat, and it was was just incredible, right? Just incredible. And that's you know when I spoke earlier about having one of 
you know, one of our weapons like that. He's when he's on his game like that, he was as good as anybody we saw at nationals. And I would, you know, I would compare him to, you know, virtually any 13 year old boy that we saw at, at California too. He's just outstanding. Unreal. Talk about California and what it was like for the team to go down there and to represent not only your city and your province, but also your country as well. Yeah, it's, it was, it was really first class the entire way, right? They, we showed up in California and they were, you know, their families and players, they're greeting us and congratulations. And, and our boys, when they, put on that Canadian uniform, it was, you know, it was pretty, they're pretty awestruck a little bit too. Um, for me too, right? I had, you know, I I got the opportunity to play baseball in the U.S. a little bit, you know, another lifetime ago, of course, but, <laughs> but to be able to wear that Canadian uniform and, and to represent our country and, and going back to represent Alberta and even, you know, Lethbridge, Little League, it was, I don't know, I was, it was, just an incredible experience. Very, very fortunate to be a part of it. I couldn't have been more proud of how our boys reacted and how they handled themselves. We got so many compliments from from the tournament organizers in California about our boys and and you know their behavior and, and attitude. And they just really they did a good job even interacting with other kids. And and that's a big big part of going to a tournament like that too, right? Is to kind of take the entire experience in and meet, you know, a lot of kids, a lot of pin trading, mm-hmm. right? Which is a big part of those kinds of tournaments too. It was, it was just so much fun. It's got to be an amazing feeling to know that down the road, it might not soak in right at that very moment for some of these kids, but you know, 20 years, 25 years, 30 years down the road, they're going to be able to look back on it and say, yeah, I was a part of something pretty special. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I was, you know, I have several friends here who are, you know, similar to my age, who have got to experience similar things when, you know, when they were 12, 13, 14 years old and, and still talk about it as, you know, the best times of their life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me to get to experience something like that with my middle son too, it was, you know, on a personal level was just outstanding, right? Something that him and I can you know, we'll share for the rest of our lives for sure. I was going to ask about that personal side of it and what it really meant to you to be able to uh, be along for the ride, but also to uh, to take part in this with the with the family member as well. Yeah, you know what? It, it's it is pretty special, actually. It's I was fortunate to coach my older son um, at the national level a couple of times, um, and and with my middle boy, I you know you never really know what you're going to get, of course, and it was. It was just fantastic. Ben is his name. It was a, fantastic to to get to experience this with him, and you know, just so happy for him to be able to, you know, for him to get a little bit of that limelight too, right? He's mm-hmm. watched his brother go through it for you know a few years, and and for him to get to get that experience as well, it was it was just incredible. Did anything take you by surprise when you headed down there? Um, by surprise, you know what? I don't I don't know, not not really. I guess the one thing, you know, I would, I would, I've told this story to a number of people is the, the volunteers there were just so great. Like, you know, they certainly had, they kind of had their core group of volunteers there, you know, the main food lady, the, the grounds guy, the transportation fella, every one of them was present the entire time, smiles on their faces the entire time. Um, you know, constantly asking, you know, is there anything we can do? And it just, the the time and the effort 
you know, that it takes to run a tournament like that is just absolutely incredible. And, and, you know, that's probably, that's one of the bigger things for me. It was like, wow, that is a special group of people down there putting on that, that tournament. Was there a certain message or theme that you had to your team, whether it was early on in the season or whether it was in California that you were able to kind of reiterate throughout the course of the season? Yeah, there well, there were a couple. I would say early, and I mentioned this earlier, is don't be afraid to fail. That was the big one, right? Because kids at this level, they and and younger, they a lot of them are at the point where it's like, oh, I don't want to make a mistake. Um, you know, they can be a little tentative. So that was a big one early, and then kind of as we progressed, it was don't be satisfied, right? We had started to you know see a little success. And and we won prairies and we were, of course, happy with that and celebrated that. But it was, you know, don't be satisfied with this. We can go to Langley and compete. And so don't go there and, and think that we don't belong. Because I knew that I knew going there that we would have a shot, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody's got a shot. And I didn't want us to, to go in there happy with our, our set or satisfied with our accomplishment of winning prairies. I wanted to go in there and, and compete like I knew that we could. Talk about what your message was to your team after all was said and done in California and what they hope they took away from that experience. Well, a big part of it was was understanding that, that we could compete at that level, right? And I know we had a couple of games that, you know, in the end turned out to be a little lopsided, like Puerto Rico, I think, was 14-2 to two in the final, or the final score. But we were 4-1 to one after four innings. And, you know, so... Well, we certainly played teams that, you know, to be perfectly fair, are, are better than us. Mm-hmm. And they're certainly flashier than we were. We can compete, right? We, you know, in Canada, we just don't have the same repetitions, certainly, right? Our, our period of time spent playing baseball, you know, from us to Puerto Rico is drastically different. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a part of it. And, and a lot of it was just, honestly, from, from a coaching perspective, was just, thankful like for their commitment and and their behavior like they couldn't for to spend three weeks with a a group like that in such tight quarters I'm not sure I could have asked for much more or we as a coaching staff could have asked for much more from a group of 13 year old boys they were just just terrific it is fantastic to hear uh Denny congratulations on all that you guys accomplished this year and thank you so much for shedding some light on it for us on the podcast of course I'm glad I could be a part of it Thanks again to both Dean and Denny for joining us this weekend. Congratulations again to both teams on winning their respective national championships. And again, a tip of the cap to all teams who provided us with plenty of memorable moments during the summer. If you have a spare moment, do us a huge favor and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Those actions will help us spread the word about the podcast. You can also subscribe there as well as on Google Play and Podbean. Until next time, thanks for downloading and listening, and thanks for supporting Alberta Dugout Stories.